Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this uh, last episode, I decided to go ahead and release the first 40 minutes of the Andrew Ketchum interview I had a couple weeks ago. And, and yes, it actually was longer, um, where basically we went into the events of the Combine um, because at the time of the recording, he had just found out he had made Team USA. So because that alone took about 40 minutes, I thought maybe I could use that as a separate episode to recap the Combine. However, as I've said in in some of the more recent episodes that have been released, um, life got in the way, went on vacation, and just time got away from me. Um, So I wasn't able to fully recap the the women's version. Uh, But because I didn't want to have that be the single standalone episode, I decided to wait and... um, bring in uh, Brianna London to help give me the women's uh, version of the combine uh, just so I can produce kind of more of like a whole recap. Um, Granted, it's not going to cover everything um, and it's definitely an incredible ask for both of them to kind of recap such an epic event, but I did want to have something to show for it. So uh, here's a quick idea of what went down starting with the interview with uh, Brianna. Alrighty, so uh, here with me now to kind of help me recap what took place uh, from the women's perspective is uh, Brianna London. Um, Bree, thanks so much for for hopping on and uh, being willing to kind of lend your experience, even though that was like a month ago. Um, first off, just congrats on making the team. Um, I want to ask, like, how does it feel? Has has, it, has the feeling changed at all since uh, since it was first announced? Um, not really. Like. I've been there before, so I'm just excited to be back. And we just had our first practice yesterday, so I'm just excited to get prepped for the tournament. Gotcha. Uh, yesterday being what July, July 10th oh. or July July 11th. So or 10th, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, it shows that this is a little little dated, but um, I, I guess maybe we can move into the practice a little bit later, but. First of all, how did what was the overall experience like? Like, what was um, what was the combine combine like? I, I did get to hear um, Andrew Ketchum's perspective, but what was it like for for your uh, point of view, just overall? Um, it was pretty cool. Um, meeting people from different regions, a lot of people I've never even seen before, um, all coming together, and they the way they did the teams. I got on a couple teams with people I've never played before and some people I've never met before. So it was just cool to play against the best of each region. Um, our side was dominated by West. We had, I think, 20-something players from the West, so more than half the players I did know. Um, but for the players that I did know, it was just cool to see what else, who else is out there, who else is playing. Um, I'm hoping to see some of them at Nationals in a few weeks. Definitely. So did it help at all uh, being, I don't want to say like West saturated, but just playing alongside people that you're familiar with already? Like, did that impact how you played at all? Or, or what was that like? I think it was definitely an advantage. Um, just because, and then we're also all familiar with each other. So we're playing with each other regularly in leagues. And then when we have tournaments, so it, I feel like it did give us a slight advantage. But then also you had more of a chance of having someone on your team that you've probably, you either know or you may have even played with previously. Gotcha. Um, In those situations, did you find yourself like gravitating towards them a little bit more to kind of work together or were you able to kind of um, meld with with whoever was thrown in in your your lineup? I think a little of both. both. Um, I had a couple teams where... I actually had played with everybody before and for the teams that I didn't, it was pretty easy to just kind of blend them in. Cause we already knew more than half the team. So if there was a team where we, four of us all knew each other, the other two, it was really easy to throw them in and figure out where they could, where they go to make the team uh, successful. Gotcha. Was that, um, would it be fair to say like there's a lot of willingness to, to play as a team, even though you have individuals from all over the place, all competing for a very limited amount of slots or like, what was that like? 
I felt like every team I was on, um, basically we had like a couple minutes before that particular round started. There was like four different teams you were on um, to kind of meet with your team and just figure out your game plan. And I felt like every time each team was very willing to listen to each other and kind of figure out where, where they should go for that team and people were trading off. So like if there was a team where two people like to play right corner, maybe one game, one person would do it in the next game, the other person would do it. Um, and everyone was very willing to kind of do what was necessary. Gotcha. So there wasn't any like, no, I'm left corner. I'm going to stay here. People were willing to kind of rotate and give other people a shot to step up. Yeah. I didn't positions. have anybody on my team that was, was like that. Everyone was willing to play wherever. I think that's important for team USA to be able to play anywhere that's needed. Yeah, I guess that's a good point too. Because my other question was gonna be like, there wasn't any like um, sense of like people being cutthroat. Like, you know, I'm just gonna worry about myself. I'm gonna make sure that I get noticed. Um, I guess that really wouldn't fly, right? Like, that wouldn't be something that the scouts would be looking at. Because um, the idea is to to play as a cohesive team. Um, yeah. I think that would have been looked at negatively if somebody was just like running up to the line and throwing all their balls away or not meeting in the huddle or whatnot. Yeah, definitely would, would strike against you. Um, were you nervous at all? Uh, you mentioned like you, you've been in this situation before um, somewhat. So uh, what, what was that like for you, um, getting ready and, and preparing and, and just being there? I was 100% nervous. Yeah. <laughs> be surprised if anybody there wasn't. I think just because this year it's a completely new system. Um, now they have scouts and it's four plus the tiebreaker and you don't know exactly what they're looking for. So just like overthinking going into it. But I mean, I assumed we would be playing and I assumed there would be some sort of drills involved. So I just tried to focus on my game and just remember that it's just, it's just dodgeball. I do it all the time and try to keep on the day, keep the nerves down. Gotcha. Did you, uh, did you do any like special training for this specific, um, event or for the combine? Um, I didn't do anything specific for the combine besides just making sure I played foam regularly. Um, I, I mean, overall, like I've just leading up to it, just worked on individual things I needed. I felt I needed to work on. Gotcha. So maybe a little more focus on, on those certain, um, certain things actually so i want to ask uh do you have a ball preference um, being from the west just, and all honestly i i really like both foam and no sting it's hard to decide which one is my favorite gotcha. um and then i i actually enjoy cloth i've played it a couple times and wish that they had it like more around la the only ball i don't really like is 8.5 but maybe that's just because I don't play it enough. Gotcha. So it wasn't so much like of a transition for you going to foam. It was it was kind of natural for you. Yeah, and I've been playing a lot more regularly this year. Um, there's a couple foam leagues that have popped up, and foam tournaments are happening more often. So I get to play more. Gotcha. So you got your reps in. Um, what was what was the format like? You kind of talked about earlier where they, they kind of just threw you into um, random teams, but was there like a what, what was the structure? I guess like what, from the second you guys got there and checked in after warming up and and playing, can you kind of walk walk me through that? Yeah, uh, they gave us a sheet that laid out all the teams for each round. So there were four rounds. Um, the first three rounds were supposed to last an hour. And the last round was the team you were on. You would play a 40-minute match that emulates the WDBF format. So you played each – for each round, you played each team once. So there was six total teams. So you would play five matches with that same team. And you were playing just one game. It wasn't like timed or best two out of three. It was just one in match versus each team. And when you weren't playing, you were doing drills on the other court. So you're active the entire hour then? Yeah. 
they like every once in a while you could like peek over and watch a game but for the most part they wanted you if you weren't playing to be doing drills gotcha um that was one of the things that the catch mentioned was just like there was a lot of like there's an endurance factor so i'm assuming they were trying to like make you guys tired and, and just just kind of see like who can actually last the whole time yeah i think so um yeah they tried to make sure you were constantly doing something did that impact um did that impact you at all or are you used to playing marathon dodgeball i think after playing in the classic any tournament is not too bad <laughs> in terms of endurance Kelly, uh, hashtag Kelly tried to kill us actually maybe helped you guys get stronger and, and ready for it. That's cool. It's <laughs> a good side effect. Um, what would, I guess, uh, was there anything that was just completely foreign to you? Like drills is really cool. Just the whole process of being invited, of having an actual combine. Did anything throw you off that day that you're just like, well, I wasn't expecting that? Um, not really. Not really. It was just you're playing games, and when you're not playing games, they had like speed, uh, working on the rush, like how fast can you get to the ball, throwing accuracy. Um, it wasn't anything like out of the ordinary. Besides, maybe if you had um, people on your team you didn't know, and you had to figure out how to work with them. Gotcha. And. Um I know it's like several weeks ago, but was there anybody that just really stood out in your mind aside from obviously who was picked, but anything that just you can still recall from, from that day? Um, that's hard. Cause I have to like think back like past, you have to think of past like round three and, and past the practice and all that other stuff. But I just know like, it was hard to like see people I didn't have on my team because when I wasn't playing, I was doing drills, but just, I can go off people who were on my team that stood out. Um, like Paige who I'd never played with before was on one of my teams and she was just nailing people left and right. We're just feeding her balls. And I know when I played with Ashley, she was catching everything. And I heard from other people throughout the day that she was having a great day. Um, there is, oh I forget, I forget her name. One of the girls from the East was catching everything. I forget her name. I feel bad, but there's definitely like murmurs of people who were playing well throughout the day, but then a lot of people were playing well throughout the day. Right. So it's kind of like, um, I mean, it's a given, you're getting like the best of the best out there playing, but you can kind of catch like an idea of who's doing it specifically well that during that day, once you, uh, once you line up with them or like you said, there's like those murmurs kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny cause again, it's after the fact, but I mean, clearly the ones that had the best day and the best showing were the ones that made the team. So that one's kind of like a, a gimme. But the only other question I really had was just, what are your thoughts overall next steps? Um, you mentioned that you had practice uh, yesterday, maybe two days ago. How'd that go? It was, it was all right. We, um, we kind of threw it together last minute. Um, a couple of people out of town, but we fortunately have for the, I can only go off the women's side. We have 10 people out of the 15 um, who either live in LA or can get to LA to do practice. So it'll work well with us. We're hoping to secure a gym on, I think we already have the gym on Tuesdays where we can just scrimmage against other women in the area. It's great that we can start working together. We don't have to wait until the week of the tournament for everyone to get here. I mean, obviously there's people who don't live here, but for at least for a majority of the team, we can practice together, which is nice. It's awesome. So you guys are going to have plenty of opportunities to, to stay sharp and, and practice and make sure you're ready to go. And was it October, right? Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I don't think they've announced the official dates yet. Oh, okay. But it's, it's going to be in October. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, do you know if there's any plans to practice 
like together everybody or is it going to be like probably going to happen in October? I mean, it's going to be hard. I think a lot of us will be in Chicago for UDC, but we're going to be playing while we're there. So I find it hard for us to find time to do a practice. And then it's like the same for nationals. We'll all be at nationals, but we're already playing the three-day tournament. So at least like we could meet up as a team while we're in those cities together and just get to know each other everything, yeah. and figure out everything. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, well, that's, that's all I have. Um, definitely appreciate you hopping on and, and just kind of giving your, your perspective, um, at least from the women's angle, just for, for a couple minutes. Um, I'm sure if it was like the week of, we could probably talk about it a little bit more and, and delve into it, but um, at least wanted to cover some aspect of it. Um, especially because when I interviewed Ketchum, like there's 40 minutes of him talking about the combine. So I wanted to be able to at least kind of pair the, the two together. But um, do you have like any shout outs or any last like thoughts or anything you want to mention that we might not have covered? I mean, I think overall it's, the, the new process is definitely a step in the right direction. And I'm, I'm really glad that they changed it and it's more transparent. Um, so I hope they, no matter how the teams do, I mean, obviously I'm hoping that both get gold, but no matter how the teams do, I hope they continue to try and improve that system over yeah. the next few years. I mean, I'll say it, it's this whole process has been really exciting and, you know, without getting into like all the drama about how it was in the past to see it have that refinement to see USA dodgeball come out to go from like scouts to invitations to national combine to this. It, it's, it's really cool. So it's, it's very awesome. Um, cool. Well, again, that, that's all I have. Uh, congratulations. And, um, again, thank you so much for hopping on and I mean, not to sound creepy, but I mean, I'll be watching, so <laughs> it'd be cool to see how it goes. Thanks. I hope, I hope we bring, bring gold back to the U S definitely. So that was a quick version of the women's division. Um, and this is going to be the interview with Andrew Ketchum which uh, we're just going to cut right into um, starting now. First off, and uh, first and foremost, congrats on making Team USA. Um, how does that feel? Thank you. Uh, it's, it, it feels, it really feels incredible. Um, there, there was 40, I mean, 40 of the best players like out there. And to how they went through with the selection process, um, I really do not envy any of them. Uh, because I'm sure, as like people see today, Marks it m went into hiding, essentially. <laughs> but then later on in the day, uh, something that just he posted today was, "If you want feedback, uh, we like we'll give you the notes for people who made the team, people who didn't make the team." So like I think that's huge. That's um, cool. Which is which is something that we we we've never really had in dodgeball. It's like you've it, very rarely can you like do you have somebody just just watching you play. Other than like people in a tournament, it's like I see this about you, but like that's because they're playing. This is the first time where it's like I have notes on you playing all day. So I think that's really cool. So it it makes makes making a team that much sweeter, and it really feels like you know I I, I showed up, I played well, and so it's it's nice to have that feeling that you know like there's you know you show up, you play you'll make the team type thing if you play really well. So it, it was, it was a cool just to, to feel that, you know, something to go for. They like, nobody, nobody had a safe spot. You had to, you had to show up. And I think that was a big deal. So felt good to, you know, have the validation that I showed up and I'm really, I'm very excited about the team and excited to hopefully go out there and win gold. Right. Like you were rewarded based on, on merit, on skill and not on politics or, you know, without getting too crazy into how things used to be. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you, you showed up, you did your best, and that was the result. And you know, that was the result for how many other people show, uh, tried out? 40 for the other? Uh, yeah, for the so others? 40 people tried out, 15 people total. Uh, there were, are uh, on the team, there are nine starters and six alternates. 
Yeah. Oops. Um, and one of the one of the alternates. Um, I just want to give a shout to this kid. I think he's 16 or something. What? Um, yeah, this is a kid from the south. Uh, that kid's got a bright future. Um, my, our very first game in scrimmages came down to him and like a one on two or a one on one or something. I forget who's throwing at him, and he just like like threw his ball to the side and just caught the ball. And I was and I was playing with um, with Tim at the time, and we both kind of just looked at each other and like, this kid's the real deal. Okay. Nice. So I think I'm. That'll be an awesome experience for him, just being there and stuff. And I just hope that like you know he sticks with it and like that's when it comes down to it, that's the future of dodgeball is all the young players we have. It's kind of. I, f- I feel like over the next like five years, it so we're gonna phase out a lot of players. Um, but so that's it's good to you know build start building up a future. It's it's weird hearing you say that because that's how I look at you as you're the future. So, um, that, that's, that's incredible though. Imagine, I mean, cause you, you get it. Like you, you can kind of look back when you first came into the scene and we'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later, but when you first got into the scene, you didn't have the transparency that is USA dodgeball. You didn't have like this. I mean, this is new. This is as of today, we announced right. team USA that was done in a very scrupulous manner. There were scouts, there was people that were objective and not, um, not bias and it was a, it was a well thought out process and no matter how many times we try to nudge mark for like you know give us give us something you know with our little gifts and being silly it was done very professionally so imagine yeah. imagine being seeing this through like the first time though like that 16 year old guy what, what was his name uh <clears throat> it's it's his last name's hashimoto uh there's two of them um but i'm a terrible person to forget what his actual first name is let me see if i can potentially pull it up but imagine being um is it uh elijah yep elijah yeah so imagine being elijah hashimoto this is your first experience of like competitive international dodgeball like imagine 10 years from now when he's like not even not 20 years from now when he's my age like what what is he gonna leave when the scene um what's the scene gonna look like then but um yeah and it's like even even with me like over the past like three years when i came into the international scene because i came in in 2015 just like the the massive growth the massive change and that's just three years right let alone like when this kid is gonna be my age playing dodgeball which is weird which is weird for me to start saying but now that i'm like i'm 25 now which is also weird for me to say because i feel like everybody still is like oh you're 18 year old catch him right but it's like this weird so it's it's weird for me now, like looking at looking back at that and like being like, okay, like, you know, this this kid's the future. It's 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 cool. It's it's cool, but it's it's kind of um for me, uh for, for having been in it for so dang long, it's good to see that um something that I loved and contributed a lot to and played a lot to and spent a lot of time on isn't gonna just evaporate. It's gonna continue and it's gonna be amazing. Like there's some kind of like peace with that. So it's incredible to see all the changes and, and um, want to get behind it 100%. And um, I wanted to, to kind of maybe not open up a can of worms with this one, but, um, you know, I'm going to ask you how, how, how did it feel? Um, it's kind of like a two-part question. Um, one, obviously awesome. But two, um, 2015, Team USA, you guys won. You had your tattoos. Um, the number nine, was it? Yep. And so, yeah, we all have the Roman numeral nine tattooed on our on our wrist. Right, and that was uh, I mean, you guys, that was a stacked, scary team. But um, at the time, that was the best that the that the U.S. had to offer. And when, for whatever reasons that we won't get into too much, um, when the selection process changed or or didn't continue to pump out the best, you were, if I recall, a really large proponent about doing it the right way. So. Um, I kind of know the answer to this question, but I mean, how satisfying is it to see that finally come into fruition in your lifetime as a competitive player and have it come full circle for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, and it's, and it's also a very big thing to like, kind of feel like we're part of that, part of that movement. Um, I know that, uh, just with talking with other countries, uh, some of them didn't view it that way. Um, but we, and and so we kind of had to deal with a lot of, uh, just a lot of flack from from all the other countries too. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of you know like over the course of those two years, there was a lot of you know like 
bickering back and forth, fighting about this. Um, just threads on dodgeball family that never ended. Oh yeah. You know, um, and it's it's hard to like it's hard to explain that you know like we're doing this for a good reason like you guys might not see this but like we have our own internal struggles with our organizations and with everything um and and the you know the answers came out the answers all the honestly all the answers came out um like we this this process the second they announced it we were we were all on board um and and we we all we all kind of announced that as a as a team because uh, right. you know like we're like no matter what happens, you know, even if, even if we win this year, like that, that year was special, I think to us, uh, and to USA dodgeball in general, cause that was the first time men's had won gold. And that year we double, we double golded and it was at home as well. So like that year, that year will always be special, you know, and, and every team is different, but I, but looking back at it, like this, the, the tattoo I have on my wrist means so much more now is because, you know, we helped start a movement, but it, it, it honestly like what we us sitting out would would not have meant anything if it wasn't for you know jake and mark and, and nicole and all those organizing like a- actually doing the organizing we just sat back and complained about it <laughs> you know like it like when it comes down to it like it's we 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 all we all wanted to be players and we all wanted a process that players could enjoy right and we essentially just like we expressed all of what we thought and all you know, all of our ideas to, to the organizers and they took it over and they ran with it and made it better than anything we've ever seen. So big shout out to all them For and, sure. just the, and just the, you know, the remaining WDBF organization, um, like Dwayne, Dwayne, who is now the president of WDBF, uh, you know, when I was getting back into foam, he sent me phone balls, like from semi Canadian phone balls, which I still have. And like, even if they get ripped, I'm always going to keep them. Cause like, that was just such a kind gesture from him. It's like, hey, you know, welcome back type thing. Get you you need to remember how to play type thing, you know. Get after it. So, yeah, Dwayne, uh, last name. I think it's I, I'm gonna butcher it. Oh. <laughs> uh, Wazinski. Wazinski. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just any any time I've talked to him, he's always been the nicest nicest guy, uh, and he he really looks out for everybody, and and I think he he's an excellent choice to be the president. Yeah, and, and so he's he oversees the World Dodgeball Federation, the entire thing. Yep. And he obviously knows you on some kind of personal level then to be sending you balls and kind of encouraging you from from the corner, so to speak. Yeah, no, I we've uh, you know we've we kind of reached out to him like when things were you know things were all going on. There's a lot of like behind the scenes, just everybody trying to make sure that everything would work out. Right. And just talking through things, and he was he was always a big you know he was always in our corners with what it felt like. Um. That's awesome. So it, it was it was a very nice feeling, you know, that the president had our back. So that's very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to like to protest when nobody's on your side, but when you actually start generating momentum and you get people that are like, "Hey, man, I feel for you," or "Hey, we're on your side," or "We're going to work towards making that change," um, that's just incredible. And that's, I mean, that's where the best organizations are coming from. Like Elite Dodgeball, I mean, came from the NDL just being completely just turned off to being able to listen to feedback and again not trying to open up a whole nother thread of of right of mud mudslinging there but i mean there's a reason why things are getting better and they're refining better and it's because people are listening and people are taking matters into their own hands so to speak and it's it's incredible and um, at the and at the same time i don't want to take away from from what they started with wdbf you know because like because like that platform was started right and um and like it, it was created from you know there, that didn't exist before Definitely. um but it's just this is this is just it's it's evolving in a way that's the best for the sport so shout out to you know everybody involved with, with starting it um but uh also a big shout out to everybody who's continuing to evolve it and being open to feedback and you know so open to the community the worldwide dodgeball community as a whole exactly just carrying that torch and making it brighter um yep. without sounding too cheesy um Cool. Well, I mean, obviously, there's still a lot to talk about. Um, and unfortunately, because I was out for two weeks, um, I'm still behind. Um, hopefully, the South recap episode might come just before or right after this. But um, that being said, I'm not going to have much time to cover the combine. So I kind of wanted to spend at least another maybe 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes to kind of have you walk me through the experience and kind of just um, give your perspective. I know it might be limited. 
but um, let, let, let's start with it. So you guys got invited to this combine, right? That's how it began? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, it started off with uh, players got invites. Uh, it was a really cool way they did it, which, you know, I've also never seen. So shout out to them. Excuse me. Um, like we all got letters in the mail. And then follow followed up to that we got emails, but just you know just just the time and effort to send out these letters to everybody, and you know like they're I mean they they look awesome like I have it I have it framed up here, um, just because it's a cool thing to you know keep track of and look at and it's yeah it's professional. It's, yep. So just 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 then, um, like I knew things were things were going in the right direction. Um, leading up to the combine though. Uh, I was a little, uh, or going into the combine, I was a little worried because we had found out that they only had three courts for 80 people. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so we're we're not even 40 males and then 40 female players then. Correct. Yep. Wow. So 80, yeah, so 80, 80 players, there's three courts. Um, so I was a little hesitant going into that because I was kind of like, okay, like, do they already have their team in mind? Like, do they, like, what's going to happen? And I get there and sort of everything changed. Um, there, the way they did it, which, which really was, was, was awesome. And I think it, they, they wanted to, they wanted to see players continuously play and keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. And they, they reiterated on their speeches. They said, everybody's on a blank slate. You got to keep playing. We want to see what you can do. Show us what you can do every step of the way today. Nice. Like, forget whatever teams you come from. Forget whatever you've done before. Like, like everybody's on a clean slate now, which I think, which I think meant a lot to everybody there. Um, Cause people, you know, people, everybody's just posting team LA, like bring this team back, yada, yada, yada. Right. And for like anybody else, that's probably discouraging. You know, like, like, I mean, I was on that team, so I can't, I, like for me, I was like, you know, I don't know how that felt. You know, you know what I mean. Um, but like any other player coming in, like, like what if that was discouraging? Like, like what your mental state would be, type thing. So that I think that was awesome, just to hear that from Mark and from everybody. Like, like doesn't matter. Nothing matters today. Play your heart out. Um, gotcha. So on the on the first court, uh, and I really like. I can't speak to the women's side at all because I was just I was so laser just focused on everything over there. Like I didn't I don't I don't know what they were doing. I wasn't watching their games. Like it was I just went there to play, which was a really cool feeling because you know it's we wanted to just be players and we got to be players. No refing, no captaining. Just you're there to play. Nope. Show them what yep. you got. Exactly. Awesome. Um. So on the first court, we did games. Uh they split us into teams. There were four different rounds for each hour. And throughout that hour, we played multiple games in that first court. On the second court, we played drill. Uh, we did drills, which was throwing at targets, doing one-on-one situations, two-on-one situations, two-on-two situations, three-on-two situations, um, speed, uh, you know, radar, they brought out a radar gun. They brought out, um, they timed people on the rush. Uh, they they would just they just wanted to see people and and the biggest thing I think is uh, it's at certain times they didn't feel like they were watching on the second courts so, I mean I could be completely wrong but regardless like they you kept playing and you kept going because what they want eventually you know at the end because the world's the world tournament is completely different from anything else like any really from any other tournament you play anywhere else UDC max amount of time in a game is nine minutes, three minute game, three minute game, three minute game. Maybe you have some overtime in there. These games are 40 minutes long. It's 20 minutes on one side, 20 minutes on the other side. And a lot of people are not used to that, you know, that continuous play. It's like two out of three. Like, you know, if it's one to one, it comes down to that next game. It's like, play your heart out right now. If it's one to one and you have 30 minutes left, you have to play your heart out and you have to keep playing your heart out for another 30 minutes, you know? So you're, are you racking up just as many points as possible within that time frame? Yeah. So at the end nice. of that time frame, uh, at the end of the 40 minutes, whoever has the most points wins that match. Okay. Um, but it can, it, it, it goes back and forth. So like every game matters, every game counts and you have to play smart throughout that whole time. And, you know, switching from different rule sets, uh, changes things up a little bit. Um, so after so we took a break 
They gave us food, which is awesome. Uh, there was a pickle juice pitcher or gallon jug of pickle juice. I think that Stidham brought. Nice. I love pickle juice, and so I was stoked. Um, so that was cool. They took our pictures, which was a cool experience. You know, they we all got combine shirts, which is they're awesome shirts, and that's also you know a really cool momentum or momentum to have. Um, and then we came back and we we went back to doing more drills, and this is where they're like they put us in our teams. And they were like, this is the this is the team that you're going to play a 40-minute game with. So on the second court, we started doing uh, like scrimmages between between the teams. Like you were locked into your team. So there would go a men's would play, women's would play, men's would play, women's would play. But on the first court, you were playing a full 40-minute game. So they got to see you as, after you've been playing all day, doing drills all day. They got to see, you know, like like this is where like, you know, let's see what you're made of type thing. So I thought that was awesome. So, well, real quick, pickle juice, that's for cramping, right? Just in case yes. no one else understands. It's like a little secret. Yes. A lot of people don't know that, but apparently it's supposed to help with muscle recovery and stop you from cramping. Yep. Um, I'll be taking that with me because my, one of my uncles told me about it because um, cramping is a thing now. Uh, but, yeah, just a quick takeaway. It's good to know. Um, so endurance then. Um that that is that's a factor that most people probably don't think about then um yeah because you're you're playing 40 minute games and th- those are how many games would you say you have average in an international tournament per day does um, that vary so yeah so it varies so i mean you have i believe it's round what round round robin round robin wise <laughs> um it's split up into four games a day which is still 160 minutes of dodgeball so you got like two and a half hours of dodgeball and in those games you can play up to anywhere like we had a game we i think we were won 23 to 0 on somebody um our year so like that's 23 games you played in there regardless of how quick they went like you're you're rushing you're playing like you're you're going and then some of the games are a lot more intense. So, like, you have to play your heart out for 40 minutes because when it comes down to it, the round-robin games matter because um, only the top four teams go into playoffs. Wow. So that's where the first game that you play your first game, if you win that, you go to the finals. If you lose that, you play for bronze. So throughout that whole weekend, it's a lot of dodgeball. Um, Worlds is the only time where... I've actually thrown my arm out in between in between the semifinals um, and the finals because uh, the way it used to be was it would go back to back like you'd play then the women would play and then the finals would play now they do it days apart um, but I in between the semifinals and the finals game we, we encased my entire arm with ice Dang. and I just laid there for 40 minutes. And then I said, pretty much just pops Madville, went into the next game, and I was like, this is the finals, this is it, I'm throwing it out. Um, and you'll see in some of the pictures, it looks like I'm leaning. It's because I legitimately cannot lift my arm. Wow. Yeah. So it, it takes a huge physical toll on you. And it, I mean, it's at that kind of stage too, like it takes an emotional toll on you as well. Well, I was going to say, it's, I mean, obviously elite super competitive but like this is the world stage you, you're not you're not titan you're not you know rise you're not you're your team usa like yeah, every game better matter um you yeah. better fight to the better end because you've got you know america backing you up and wanting you to do well so um yeah you got to be emotionally uh strong obviously um did do you think emotions were tested at all during this day during the combine um, um i i don't think i mean I think the the emotional effect was there just because everybody was like, you know, I'm playing pressure. for a spot on the team. Like, I I got here, I need to get to the next step. That's what um, I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but but like try like that compared to you know the next level, whereas like you're in that semifinal game, like your entire family is there, the rest of your country is watching, and now that we have like with the live streams, everybody you know everybody who likes dodgeball around the world is essentially watching. That's like incredible. it's that just that factor is something that I think makes or breaks people. So like it's, it's, and especially the fact that this year it'll be, it'll be at home again. It, it, like before it was Vegas, but like, this is like at home at home, you know, like LA, like the rest of my family's in California. 
rest of my girlfriend's family's in California. I, you know, it's, it's just crazy to think about how many people are going to come to this. And that it just like, it just piling on too. Cause you have like the, well, I almost say the first proven team USA, but you have like the first team USA under this brand new process. You want to make sure that it works and it's just, right. yeah, there's just a lot to, a lot to factor in, uh, when you're, when you're playing against other, other countries. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that they would deliberately somehow be able to replicate like stress and emotions. I just wondered if that, and you, you already answered it though, but like, yeah, that's, you're, you're there against like 39 of the nation's best. So you're, you're kind of getting a feel for like, can people handle the pressure, especially under being, uh, just drained, um, were there any other, so in addition to like the scrimmages, the drills, uh, the scenarios and the, the, the long, um, long drawn out day, <clears throat> any other in events that they used to measure or, um, assess you guys on? Uh, that was, that was it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what else they looked at. Like, I don't know if they looked at film or anything, but they, uh, you know, like previous games, like I know that, I know that the scouts were at events throughout the year leading leading up to that which helped you get to the combine right but i don't i don't know if they took that if they took those situations into account as well in the selection process or if it was like you show up at the combine you show us what you got or you're not playing type thing um but mark is actually uh he just recently posted that he was like if you made the team or if you didn't make the team i will give you the evaluations which i thought was awesome because that you know that's something that dodgeball has never had you've never been able to like know like here's this this is what i need to get better at this is what i did this is what i can improve on um so i think that's that's one of the best things to come out of the combine you know because it everybody you know everybody who didn't who didn't make the team um everybody played amazing it's you know that's what you can you have that to strive for you know what like you to work on for you or how it works into your game type thing because everybody's everybody's game is different so you just have to know how to but now you know like how how to maximize your game yeah and i like that it like that's a great asset to have because um it's like objective criticism and so when you if you don't make team usa you're not making excuses like oh i didn't make it because i'm not friends with so and so or whatever crazy you know ideas that you can possibly put in your mind to think of why you didn't make it you have like no you have um solid criticism and 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 a reason why you didn't make it but also how you can get better for for next year so that's all incredible like the entire um the entire process from you know announcing it to letters to actually at the event um that's so cool and then the way it was announced too like the, those pictures of team usa look pretty sweet um it's just all very well professionally packaged and it, it's just so cool to to kind of watch from uh from the outside was um yep. was this all one day yeah it was one day gotcha and then afterwards uh there was a big a big bar right next to the hotel that everybody was staying at okay i was gonna ask if there was like a social factor that that took place yeah that was that was that was wild after um but (laughs) i think the the funny the biggest mental stress i had of the day um which is this is a pretty funny story uh so i was staying with uh brody angelique and rolina um first thing i did i put my sweatshirt on backwards i was like ah this is how the day is gonna go (laughs) it's begun uh and then i locked the keys in the car this is an hour, an hour and a half before we're supposed to be there. We were, we, because yeah. I rented a car. We were going to leave early, go get food, water, snacks, everything that we need. Lock the keys in the car. And I'm kind of just like, uh, and, and, and all of our stuff is in the car. So, like, now I don't just feel like I'm like, oh, what about me? I'm like, there are three other people here who are trying out and all their stuff's in the car because I locked the keys in the car. Yikes. Um, we called we called the rental car company. They said it'd be an hour. We called AAA. They said it'd be an hour. So we called them both, and we're like, whoever gets here first, whatever. At some point, I got super impatient uh, and then called this company down the street. They're like, we'll be there in 15 minutes. Funny enough, AAA gets there early. They show up at the same time as this guy. <laughs> 
so I was just like this whole morning, but this, so we're, we're like 30, we're like 30 minutes out from the, the, the start of it. So I have to like gather myself, uh, you know, cause it was, that was pretty stressful. Like, I'm like, this is the biggest tournament. I need to be there on time. And I, all of our stuff's in the car and I'm in sandals. Like I don't have my shoes. My, my shoes are in the car. So that was just a, it, it's kind of funny though, because I was like, like after all that happened, I was like, you know, that's all the stress out, out of my day. That's gone. Like, I'm just going to go play now. Right. It can't it was, get any worse. It was funny how, yeah, I was like, I was at the same time. I didn't want to say it couldn't get any worse because I could always get Brody again. Um, but the, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was just kind of a funny start to that whole day. Right. What do you mean by getting Brodied? Uh, you, you know, just, just, uh, somebody using alien powers and the ball just magically stops in their arms as, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was still my, one of my most favorite clips of all time. Um, oh my God, that was great. I thought you meant like, he got like deathly ill that one time no. or something. Oh, no, no. You're, you're talking uh, in terms of like what happens to, to Andrew Ketchum is getting brodied. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, I, Brody has to have some like there's some there's something in the universe that just like ridiculous things happen around him. Um, so uh, I forget I forget who it was, but somebody was somebody was next to Brody and had a double catch in one of our games, caught the first ball in his hands, and then like very similarly to how like Brody caught mine, the ball just stopped between his two forearms, and had a double catch. And I had like I had looked to the left. Um, and I look back up and all of a sudden everybody's losing their mind and cheering and stuff. And I'm just like, what just happened? And, uh, it was, uh, and, and then somebody's like, he just got a double catch. And I was like this, yep. Brody's over here. This seems right. So this is accurate. This is as it should be all as well. Weird, yeah. but well, um, well, aside from, you know, the, the really crappy start to your morning, um, obviously you shook it off. Were, were there any other moments where you're just like, I don't want to say like you're under trial, but uh, did the rest of the day just go pretty smoothly for you? Like, were you pretty much solid um, catching, lighting people up, and and catching? Or how how do you feel like you did overall? Do you feel like that was your best performance um, under the circumstances? Or yeah, no, that was um, that was you know I've been since since round one. It, like I, I I realized I was like I was like I'm slow now. I'm not moving like I was before. I and so like. I've been, you know, trying to almost try to like rework my game before I could just, you know, I could just get away with like sitting and trying to catch a ball in 8.5 or whatever. Like I could, you know, I don't have to move because I can pick one of these out and I can like catch an out. Foam is a completely different story. Like those balls are not coming together. It's hard to track multiple foam balls at once. Like you have to be able to, to dodge and be, be mobile. Um, so I've been really working on that. So it was nice to see, and and a couple people, you know, it, it was nice to hear from other people as well because a couple people told me like you look nimble out there, you look quick, like you're moving, you're dodging. So that was I, I felt like that just kind of everything coming together like that was some of the best dodgeball played in a long time. Right. Um, and I, it so it it felt good that it all you know it all kind of came together on that day. Nice. And a good day to do so, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, it's going to be one of the more pivotal ones for you. Um, well, cool. So last question I want to ask about the, the combine before we move on to the, the actual interview. What happens next for you guys? Um, you know, are you guys like in a group chat talking to each other? Are you are there going to be practices or is it kind of just up in the air still more to follow? Yeah, so more to follow because I don't even know. Um I haven't checked my email, so I don't know if there's anything there, but we, we did make a group chat, you know, every, we're kind of, we're all talking, we're all making cracking jokes. I see Joe and I are making bad jokes that nobody likes, but, nice. um, it's, uh, apparently this our the AZ humor is dry. Ha ha. Ha ha. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we're, we're all talking. We've all congratulated each other. We've, you know, talked to other people. I think today has just been, it's, just it's been a wild ride you know it's it's been really cool um going forward i'm not sure but i'm sure that we'll get some practices set up uh a lot of us are regionally close to each other um so i know that uh and there most likely there'll be some fundraisers i would assume 
more more just foam tournaments around. So we'll we'll definitely get chances to play together and practice. Awesome, very cool. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's huge. Congratulations to you. I know that means uh, a ton uh, to make this accomplishment happen. Even though you're already a world champion, um, it's exciting. So uh, I appreciate you giving me your your input on that. So do you have a rather limited recap of the combine that took place uh, quite a few weeks ago that helped produce the very awesome looking men's and women's uh, Team USA teams. Um, I know I say this after just about every episode, but I am truly excited to see how this plays out. It is it is just the, the, the process has been nothing short of awesome and professional. And, and I think everything we want to see in terms of selecting the nation's best and, and just testing them like how, how can they play together how can they live up to the endurance and the, and the hype and all this good stuff and it's just uh it's just awesome and um i'm excited to see how it turns out and um definitely want to be a little more timely with my recaps of these history making events uh that being said thank you again andrew uh, and Brianna for providing your perspective when we went down, especially weeks after the fact. I know it's, it's it's quite an undertaking, as I mentioned in the opening, but I did want to cover it in some capacity rather than just let uh, that time go to waste. Um, also, big thank you to Mark Hill Stokes for, for nudging me once again uh, this past weekend during the West Region Round 3 tournament to ensure that this does not go to waste in my laptop. So thanks again, man, for, for the nudge there. Um, for everyone else, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, what we were able to to produce of the Combine Recap. And uh, as always, your feedback, criticism, comments, suggestions, concerns, complaints, anything is welcome. It's all fair game. Uh, again, depending on when this releases, have a great rest of your week and your weekend, and we'll see you next time. So, three, let me breathe for a second. Good Lord, breathing is uh, the thing that you have to do for life.